You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Today on support for this podcast... It's not a throwback. It's not a flashback. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's a later grim. Ever post a picture on Instagram when it was less than instant? You've got Spencer Temple to thank. Today, we speak with seminal social media influencer and founder of the popular Instagram hashtag, Latergram. We'll hear what started it all, and also why he'll never eat a Mexican sandwich again. It goes back to what you were just saying about this being a scary world, and I wish avocado toast was the least of our issues, you know. Join us, won't you? I'm Emily Amy Lauren Becca, and this is Support for This Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Now let's just get straight to it, okay, shall we? Sure. How did you first think of the hashtag Latergram? Well, it's funny. Um, I was sitting in a cafe, and um, I had taken, I, I had just ordered this um, almond latte, mm-hmm. uh, and the the barista had. Um, done this incredible design in the phone and uh, I didn't even realize it when he handed it to me you know I had no idea and I sat down at the table and I saw it and whoa 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 whoa, whoa. The, the the foam design took my breath away it was your typical kind of like leaf but he seemed to do it really slowly and uh, and uh, this image had quite an impact on me and so I was sitting there and I, I decided to take a picture of it and as I was sitting there, I decided also it might be great to share how beautiful the foam on the top of this latte was. And, Absolutely. Um, and uh, in the middle of posting it on Instagram, I got a phone call from my friend Becky. She was inviting me to brunch and uh, completely got uh, cut off track. And then after brunch later, you know, several mim- mimosas later, it was one of those <laughs> bottomless brunches. I uh, went back to my phone and said, oh, shit, I forgot to you know, post this. Wow. And so I, I, I am normally a person who, uh, you know, takes a picture and posts it immediately, the kind of immediacy of social media, something mm-hmm. that I appreciate and try to, try to live by. Mm-hmm. And um, posted it, but felt like I needed to come clean in terms mm. of what time the uh, picture was taken. And if I was being honest, it was earlier that afternoon. So I wrote hashtag Latergram just so that people knew, knew that I wasn't having a latte at 9 p.m. by the time I got home. That is truly fascinating. Thank you. So I was going to ask you about your process of discovery, but it sounds like you kind of just very quickly knew what you needed to do to address the unrest you felt. Yes, yes. It was all about it was all about being honest. You know, I think so much on social media, people kind of create these false and fake mm. lives, and and what I try to do is be really real and true on social media. And mm. So I, I felt that I needed I needed people to know that that it wasn't um, 
that it was a latte that I had enjoyed earlier that day. That's important. Yeah. Uh, now, how did you get the public's attention about Later Graham? Or did you? Was it a conscious uh, effort or did it happen organically? That's great. You're asking, like, how did it catch on? Well, because obviously, um, you know, you were the first to employ the Latergram mm-hmm. hashtag, but mm-hmm. as we've all seen, it's taken off in a major way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this was an Im- Im- impressive-looking latte, and so the picture really made the rounds. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my friends had sent it to friends, had sent it to friends, mm. had sent it to friends. It, it had gone a, viral, almost. This, this latte had gone viral. Mm. Exactly. And, um... You know, and the the more it, it got around, the more people were curious about, you know, the hashtag. And so I had to, uh, you know, eventually explain it. And then people really kind of thought that was uh, cute um, and uh, decided to, uh, to, to use it. People, people like me that, that have uh, similar integrity on social media. Mm. Was Instagram involved at all? And were they supportive? Or, let, let me ask you this. Sure. It seems like a later gram almost goes against the ethos of the, of Insta. the app. Exactly. The Insta ver- yeah. yeah. Did you hear anything from them? or? I did. I did. Uh, I got an email from this guy named Phil Collins, ironically, hmm. who works at Instagram. And... Um, he he works in their uh, not Phil Collins, the not singer. the Phil Collins. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Just important to clarify yeah, for our audience. A coincidence only. Um, he's uh, he's the lesser known Phil Collins, mm-hmm. um, and he uh, sent me this email and said, uh, "You know, do you realize what you've done?" Wow. Yeah, he came down hard. It was one of the most violent emails I've ever read. Oh my God. He, where do you get off? How dare you? Super, super aggressive. He says this this turns the entire idea for our app on its head. Wow. Yeah. How dare you? And I said, hey, listen, whatever happened to free expression? Mm. This is my place. This is my space. Yeah. To coin, I mean, to coin a phrase. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and so, so initially they weren't. Mm. Initially they weren't. And then they saw it take off, like selling like, you know, hotcakes. And they... They got on board. Now, because the question I always wonder to myself is, you know, sometimes people post later, Graham. A lot of times they do. But how how many people do you think actually post their photos instantly? Mm-hmm. Because who can really know? Right. Listen, I wish we lived in a perfect world. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't. There really is no way of knowing. All I can do is, is keep my side of the street mm. clean in terms of posting instantly and coming clean and saying later, Graham, hashtag later, Graham, mm. uh, when it's not. Yeah. And the truth is we don't know. And that's scary. It is. It's honestly, it keeps me up at night. Terrifying, yes. You made this humongous discovery. You changed the face of Instagram. How did that affect your day-to-day life? Well, it's funny. At first, at first, uh, it was something that I really wanted to keep quiet. It was mm. something, uh, you know, I was scared. I, I've, I've seen, I've seen things take off. And I've seen people's lives change. Mm. Uh, a friend of mine, you know, was the. Uh, in the 80s, came up with slap bracelets. He was that guy. Mm. And uh, I wow. saw his life change overnight. Absolutely. And so I was I was scared that hashtag latergram might be the slap bracelets of our generation. And mm. so I, I, kept, I kept quiet. 
And when you compare it to slap bracelets, that's it's almost as if it was so hip, so cool, mm -hmm. and then at some point almost became regarded as silly or mm -hmm. juvenile. Right. And slightly dangerous as they started to slit people's wrists. I don't know if you remember that. There was outlawed oh, for a while. Oh, my God. That the, 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 the fabric that was covering the slap bracelets mm. was peeling back, revealing the metal. And these kids, you know, were had it on their wrists. There's a lot of arteries there. Wow. Uh, I so, was punished with them, but it never got that intense. Mm -hmm. Support for Support for This Podcast comes from Red Chef Coat. For just over half your weekly salary, Red Chef Coat delivers delicious recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. That is, assuming your door is in Cobble Hill, Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn Heights, the West Village, or maybe even Williamsburg if you're still living there in your 30s. Basically, are you the kind of person who registered for a sous vide machine for your wedding? If you're shaking your head yes as you're walking into your job as a bigwig at a startup that's currently running out of a WeWorks with plans to expand soon, then Red Chef Coat is just the thing for you. Red Chef Coat has worked especially hard to design meals with just the perfect one or two ingredients you don't know about so that you can use them at your next dinner party to impress your friends, like furikake and corazon wheat and ilicotoli pasta. And speaking of dinner parties, for just an extra mortgage payment a month, you can really show off your new cooking skills by purchasing Red Chef Coat Luxe, where one of their James Beard Award-nominated chefs will come over and cook your entire meal for your dinner party and leave just in time for your guests to arrive so that no one will ever know you needed four hours to get ready. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to redchefcoat.com and entering the offer code Reduction Sauce. Red Chef Coat. Privilege sautéed. Now, let me ask you this. We know who you are. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. Do you... Is there is there a part of you that wishes you had more uh, credit that you... Well, I'm, this might be personal. Um, are you... Do you have any kind of uh, payback? Do they... Are, are you paid at all for this? Is there any kind of monetary agreement with Instagram? No, but I do get... Uh, I do get uh, paid in... Um, I have fans mm. that have started to pop up around. And I, I like to think of gifts from them as a sort of payment. Mm. Things that are not necessarily monetary, but, but give me a great deal. You know, mm. uh, uh, I had this person that sent me this card. Um, and at the end, they wrote, uh, you know, thanks for all of your hard work. Catch you later, Graham. And that really, you wow. know, that's a good, a good chuckle to me is as good as, is as good as gold. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, we can all get behind that message. Yeah. And our listeners can too. Mm. I'm really interested to know your reaction. How do you feel about other Instagram hashtags such as Throwback Thursday, Flashback Friday, Woman Crush Wednesday, Man Crush Monday? Now, some of these obviously are time-related. Some are uh, people, you know. Right. W what's your take on them? I think anything that starts to get the community engaged is great. Mm. Um <clears throat> The Man Crush Monday and Woman Crush Wednesday, I think, are fantastic. <sighs> Throwback Thursday and uh, Flashback Fridays, where it starts to get a little muddy for me. Absolutely. You know? uh, because, technically, it's a later ground. Wow. And so I feel in, the, in that instance, 
my my toes get stepped on a little bit where I'm like, hey, 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 we're trying to get as many, you know, we're trying to, to, to get as many later grams as possible. Mm. So my stock goes up or my relative stock or stocks and notes that I receive from people who are fans. Yes. My note stock goes up. Um, I feel like my, my territory is a little infringed upon because a picture of yourself from the 80s that you took when you were a kid and you're posting it in 2017 now is technically a later gram. That picture was taken a long time ago. And mm. it's, not, it's not a throwback. It's not a flashback. It's not funny. That's not cute. It's a later gram. I'm interested to, to hear you say that. I think some of our listeners... I know, at least in my experience, sometimes, you know, when I really think about it, I, I think it's a, there's a certain uh, parameter time-wise that I give it. Like if it was, if it's truly, what bothers me is if it's a throwback Thursday or a flashback Friday, well, what bothers me is that those both exist, honestly, because I feel like we should have eventually decided on one. Right. Thursday and or Friday? Right. And I think Friday came later. I think Throwback Thursday was the first. And those people that the day after forgot to do their Throwback Thursday were like, we'll look for something with an F. I guess flashback. You know, like, it's sloppy. I agree. I think Throwback also is just a cooler phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Flashback Friday is hard to say. It's a lot. It's a a long walk for a small drink of water. Mm-hmm. Now, getting back to my to my original thought here, uh, it's easy to get carried away talking about these subjects. Believe me, I'm yeah, impassioned. Yes. Now, I used to think, give yourself, if you're a child and you're an adult now, that's a throwback. But what I've seen more and more happen is people don't post their picture 10 years ago. They posted it 10 days ago. And it's a throwback. Yes. But is it? And I, I have a feeling I know what your thought is. Well, I think that's uh, that's obviously a later gram. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the closer you get to the post date mm. from from the picture date, the the smaller that window gets, the more likely it is to be a later gram. And ten days, I think, is a later gram. I'm sorry. You're right. That's just what I believe. Support for support for this podcast is brought to you by Sweat Off, New York's premier disposable athleisure wear company. Love to work out? Hate dealing with soaked workout clothes after you're done? Don't sweat it. Just throw them out. Made of 100% Egyptian cotton and crafted by retired artisans in rural Vermont, your workout will really soar knowing you'll never have to wear those dirty pants again. Monthly packages begin at just $500. Use offer code ISWETMYPANTS to receive 5% off. Sweat off. Your washing machine is a garbage can. What is your favorite hashtag? This one might be. Well, I don't want to answer for you, but... Well... This is twofold. Obviously, later, Graham, I think, is the obvious answer. Mm. Um, But I'm also a fan of hashtag blessed. Great. What is your least favorite hashtag? Hashtag grateful. Wow. What is your favorite cocktail? It's funny. This is a lesser known. I mean, my local bar, uh, my my, uh, bartender did create a specialty cocktail called a later gram. Wow. Um, yeah. Would you tell our listeners what sure. it is? Sure. It's a t- it's a twist on a greyhound. So there is um, there is uh, of course grapefruit juice and uh, a pinch of salt, champagne and vodka and then uh, on the rim there is just uh, pop rocks. Delicious. Yeah. Refreshing. What's your favorite mocktail? Shirley Temple. 
What is your favorite social media platform? I was a big fan of MySpace. Um, is that is that is that a correct way to answer that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's unexpected yeah. and correct. Yeah, I was I I was a big fan of MySpace. What what I really liked about MySpace is I wanted my friends to know where they stood, because mm. you used to have your your five faves. Well, yes. In that. And uh, I really, I really liked, and I would change them weekly depending on how mm. I felt about friends, and um, so it was, it was just way of a great way of uh, keeping my social circle on their toes. Absolutely. Yeah. Facebook had that too for for a little while. That's right, that's right, but not as successful. Uh, no. As I, I felt MySpace, MySpace was. I, uh, I never made it to anyone's top ten or five. How did that make you feel? Let's move on. What's your least favorite social media platform? Gosh, I would have to say LinkedIn. Why? I'm tired of the emails. I'm tired of the invites. I'm not joining. Mm. If I haven't joined by now, and I don't think anyone anyone is joining, mm. why does it exist? I would imagine, too, as an entrepreneur, how does it even help you to be linked? In? Right. And who am I linking to? The, You know... Nine times out of ten, and I feel like this is a safe space, nine times out of ten I get these invites from people who are like the last people that I would ever want to be linked to. They wouldn't have made your top five. No. Not then and not now. Sometimes it'll ask me, do I know uh, my husband or my sister-in-law? And to that I say, you don't know me at all then, do you? Right. Right. It's this tricky world, you know, where, where, where computers are mixing with humans now, and it's, 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 it's getting scary. I've been scared since I can remember. Mm. And that's back when we had Prodigy as our internet provider. Oh, wow. Did you ever have that? I did not. Um, we, uh, it took us a very long time in my house to even have call waiting. My, my family was a little behind the uh, technological curve. What is the most helpful Yelp review you've ever read? This is great. There is a um, Mexican restaurant in my neighborhood that I used to frequent, uh, and it was it was a it was a very easy. You know, on the way home, I'd, I'd stop there, stop at uh, the grocery store, get some beer, stop, you know, uh, and get uh, bread for toast, and then. Um, I, I would pick up this Mexican food. It was it was very easy, uh, right on the way home. And uh, I would I would go there with some uh, with great frequency. Mm. A couple nights a week, I would get a, a, a Mexican sandwich from this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was this tiny kind of hole in the wall place. Not a lot of people knew about it. Um, also, if you do check out my Instagram feed at at Spencer Temple. Um, you can you can see some pictures of these Mexican sandwiches that were really delicious, and I no longer eat them actually um, because of this Yelp review. I remember I, I was going to to write one that mm. night, and I was curious about you know how people had reviewed this uh, location, and uh, someone had written this review about <clears throat> having a terrible uh, reaction to their food and, and and waking up the following morning with um, their right eye swollen entirely shut. Oh, my God. Uh, and it seemed uh, that it, it wasn't a food allergy, but uh, something about the uh, expiration date of the ingredients that they were using. Uh, I think it was expired crab that they were using in one of the uh, sandwiches. The question that immediately comes to mind for me is, I've 
I would love to try a Mexican sandwich. Mm -hmm. I can't say I've ever had one. Oh, you've got to. Uh, there's a, there's a, there, there are a lot of locations. I wouldn't recommend this one. And <laughs> when we stop recording, I'll tell you where it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to tell tales out of school. Absolutely. Well, you know. Wonderful. Uh, moving on, one last question. Uh, and it gets a little dark, but stay with me. Mm-hmm. We live in a changing world, climate change, um, different species becoming extinct, food shortages. Uh, let's just think about the future, far into the future. Now, let's say as a fetus, your mother eats a lot of avocado toast. But by the time you're about to be born, the world has run out of avocados. Mm. Do you stay inside the womb? Or do you leave? I'm just going to repeat this back to you to make sure I heard it right. As as if I'm inside the womb and my mother is eating a lot of avocado toast. Yes, it's in the future, but it's also, in essence, yes. in the past. Yes. But also in the future. Yes. There's an avocado shortage. Mm-hmm. I have to decide to stay or go. Stay in the womb or leave the womb. Yes. Mm. This is a great question. I'm going to take a second. Just because I want to be truthful. Absolutely. I think that's that's been evident from all the great work you've done in your life. Thank you. I'm just a normal guy. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I think I... I think I stay in the womb. Mm. Uh... And let me tell you why. It goes back to what you were just saying about this being a scary world, and I wish avocado toast was the least of our issues, you know. Um, I, I consider it a pretty large one, but continue, please, by all means, Sure, continue. sure. No, I'm, in, I'm huge into brunch culture, too. Um, but it's scary out there all over. Um, and one of the safest places you could be is inside a woman, you know. I wish I could be inside my mother's womb right now. I wish I could be inside your mom, too. Well, I just, I can't think of a better way to end this, what's been a really lovely time. Thank you so much, Spencer Temple, for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Spencer Temple on support for this podcast. I'm Emily Amy Lauren Becca. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.